Sunday, March 24th, 2013. This is Ray. The Gerard Files. You're listening to the Gerard Files podcast. News and tech notes, thoughts and opinions, and more. The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. The Gerard Files. Information is free. Good Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. This is Ray. And you're listening to episode 7 of the Gerard Files. Boy, we're trotting right along here. And I believe, I guess... Uh, we we already had episode seven since we're doing two a week. I haven't really pinpointed a time frame such as whether I'm going to do this once a week or twice a week. Most likely it will be twice a week since we keep the uh, editions between uh, 15 and 20 minutes or less. And as in a way, it's still experimental. It is mobile only, which uh, helps me to do it while on the go at a greater frequency than if I had to wait to come home. And if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that we're, I'm using the iPhone or the iPad. The app of choice is the Boss Jock Studio for recording and mixing and the uh, iRig MicCast microphone. Both have been doing pretty well for me. In fact, the microphone, I've been looking at the uh, Audio-Technica ADR2100, and I've read some pretty good reviews on it, and I think I will give it a try. In fact, I was uh, at Amazon and uh, eBay just looking at different prices. But I will let you know, and if I do get it, there'll be a review coming up. So the podcast is trotting along. We try to bring you some perspective and observations that is of value and the other day I went through my archives of the original Gerard files which I created back in 2004 and it was very interesting to listen to what I was talking about eight or nine years ago the interesting thing about podcasting whether you're, you're a professional or you're just getting into it or you're thinking about getting into it, it serves as an archive, an archives of your thoughts at a particular frame of time. And it really is a learning experience, as well as a self-development experience that I think is valuable. I always say that information, or good information, positive information, is to be shared. When you gather knowledge, it's important to pay it forward, to share it, whether it's through your writing, speaking, doing some volunteer work. It's all good because in the process, you benefit as well. You, the giver, will benefit. I believe that as we lift others, we are lifted as well. So pass along that knowledge, that passion that you have in you to instruct, to give back. Don't keep it to yourself. It is reciprocal. As far as my greeting, when I started the podcast, I said, good Sunday afternoon. Whenever I greet someone that way, 
I always get a chuckle out of it. And there's a little story behind it. If uh, you saw the movie Django Unchained, you remember the character Dr. King Schultz, played by Christoph Waltz? If you didn't see the movie, it's uh, Christoph Waltz uh, played uh, Schultz, a dentist turned bounty hunter. That, uh, and there's a particular scene where he shoots, da- shoots down the uh, slave traders who were transporting Django's group. And this is where I got my little greeting. So if I can set up that scene for you. Schultz rolls in on his wagon. Very strange looking wagon, I might add. There's a, there's a tooth hanging on top of it. It looks quite, uh, <laughs> quite interesting. And the slave traders are sitting there on their horses. And you have the, the uh, group of slaves that were being transported all staring at him. And he says, good cold evening, gentlemen. Amongst your inventory, I've been led to believe that there's a specimen I'm keen to acquire. And I thought, instant classic. Wow. (laughs) So that's my influence for using that good Sunday afternoon. But uh, Schultz... Well, uh, Walt's character, Dr. King Schultz, did win for Best Supporting Actor uh, for that role. And uh, a well-deserved award, I might add. But yeah, Django Unchained was an excellent film. And I'm kind of a big Quentin Tarantino fan because I've seen all of his films and I've enjoyed them all. So if you're so inclined, do check out... uh, Django Unchained or any other Quentin Tarantino film. Let me know what you think. That background. You know, I've been creating some uh, background music on my own in GarageBand. I'm no musician, but I just want to try something different. You know, just do something Add a personal touch. What you're listening to the background right now is uh, was created in GarageBand. I was reading an article earlier. A lawmaker in West Virginia is seeking to ban the use of Google Glass while driving. Now, if you can remember, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about Google Glass, where a restaurant owner decided to ban anyone wearing the Google Glass from entering his establishment. And I kind of agreed with, with that restaurant owner because I thought uh, it was, there were certain privacy issues that are presented when it comes to anyone that decides to start recording in a public establishment, especially a restaurant. But as far as driving, Wow. I guess the, the lawmakers believe that Google Glass poses the same dangers, if not worse, as texting and driving. And they may have a valid point when you think about it. How safe can it be to watch a YouTube video while heading down the highway? You know, that's one way to look at it. And I spend a lot of time on the road and I can tell you that I see a lot of activity that takes place that does not belong 
behind the wheel. So the legislators may have a point, and I think it remains to be seen how these sort of things will be enforced. That's going to be hard to enforce. Because uh, when you think about it, it's a, it's a pair of glasses. If someone's driving and you're a certain distance away, for example, you can't really tell whether it's a Google Glass or if it's regular glasses. Holding a phone to your ear or holding a phone in your hand and texting, that's different. A law enforcement officer can pick that, pick that out right away. But the glass, especially if you have long hairs, looks like it could be regular glasses. Clearly, the glasses are thin, and they're going to be hard to see, and I think it'll be hard to enforce. So, we'll wait and see what happens. It will be interesting to see. By the way, you amateur radio operators, on April 18th, 2013, radio radio amateurs will celebrate the World Amateur Radio Day on the 88th anniversary of the founding of the International Amateur Radio Union. The theme this year, this is something that's celebrated every year, and the theme this year will be Amateur Radio. Entering its second century of disaster communications. One thing that the general public does not realize is that amateur radio operators also are very involved in emergency communications. And what that is, is if our services are ever needed uh, at times of disaster or when uh, communications infrastructure breaks down, we can provide uh, help and communications and disaster response. And that's one of the things we do as amateur radio operators. And uh, one of the purposes of World Amateur Radio Day is to bring that to the forefront so the world can know what we do and how we do it. If you're not a ham radio operator, also known as amateur radio, If you're not aware of it, it's a service in which the Federal Communications Commission licensed, well, will license members to operate communications equipment in various bands allocated just for us. It's a unique hobby. It's mixed with public service, a lot of fun, convenience, And it requires a basic knowledge of radio technology and operating principles. That's what you have to study in order to get licensed. And these bands and radio frequencies, which are reserved for us by the Federal Communications Commission, are at intervals from just above the AM broadcast bands all the way up to the extremely high-frequency microwave bands. So it's really a fascinating hobby to get involved in. If you are interested... You can visit the ARRL.org. That's Alpha Romeo Romeo Lima.org. And you can learn all about its technical aspects. I've been an amateur radio operator for the last 18 years, and my call sign is N2IJ. That's November 2, India Juliet. I've had a, a great time with it, and 
It's been life-changing. My Twitter account, for my amateur radio Twitter account is at N2IJ. So do check it out so you can see what uh, I'm doing with amateur radio. And again, if you're interested, check out ARL.org. And as always, thank you for listening. I leave you with a musical selection. This one is called Indian Summer. It's by Zero Five. Everything we talked about today will be in the show notes, including the musical selection, which is uh, Creative Commons. As always, I'll catch you on the next one. I am at Ray on Twitter. Email is GerardFiles at gmail.com. Have a great week. Thank you.